Welcome to the Max Potential Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferrientes, the founder of NFA Coaching. I'm a Max Potential Habits expert, and it's my mission to teach you actionable strategies that will help you be a business-building badass. Every week on the Max Potential Habits Podcast, I'll bring you tips, tools, and inspirational stories from successful business builders who will share their max potential habits that helped them create rich, thriving, kick-ass lives and businesses. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Today we have an incredible show with a guest that I actually met on Instagram. If I recall, he actually messaged me, I believe, and we connected. And I have to let everyone here know that Instagram has been an incredible way to meet new people, not only to collaborate with, but to learn from, to grow with. And Zachary is one of those that you're going to want to listen to and follow. Let me give you a little bit of background information. Zachary is with smartrealestatecoach.com. He's located in Newport, Rhode Island. He works alongside his wife, Kayla, brother-in-law, Nick, father-in-law, Chris, and a great support team. He's a successful real estate investor, completing over 100 deals in under three years, and he continues to buy and sell property without using his own cash. That's awesome. You're all going to want to listen to that. Uh, he doesn't use cash, credit, or investor's money. He's right now co-authoring his second book, coming out early in 2019, called The New Rules of Real Estate. And pre-show, we got to talk about all of his different business adventures. He's created a seven-figure income through his coaching and consulting, and he is a badass business builder that you're going to want to listen to. So let's welcome him on the show. Hello, Zach. Hey, uh, Dr. Mena, thank you for having me on. Uh, badass biz business builder. I, I like that. Uh, that's the first <laughs> time I've ever been introduced like that. So thank you. You are too kind. <laughs> that's great. Hopefully you don't mind swearing because this show definitely has some. Oh, I'm from New England. I can swear with you if you want. All right. That's great. Let Unleash it whenever you need to. You know, I, I like uh, when I transitioned my company name from ABI coaching to NFA coaching, which stands for no fucking around coaching. I really debated about dropping the F-bomb. And I was like, you know, if people don't align with that, they probably aren't the right people to work with me because... I like to be real and raw and honest and open and authentic. And something you said in the beginning when we were talking uh, pre-show, you said, I'll be blunt, clear, and to the point. And I think that that is exactly what this podcast draws, that type of audience. So I'm psyched to have you here and hear what you have to say. I'd love to start with your background. How did you get into real estate? Tell us your story about you know, I love transformation stories and so do the listeners. So let's hear about where you came from and where you're going. Yeah, no, that, that sounds awesome. We'll definitely start there. Um, so I was a, a left college. I was a bartender and personal trainer for uh, four or five years. Uh, so you talk about swearing, you, you heard plenty of that when I was, uh, when I was growing up. So uh, I did that for about four or five years. And then I just started getting extremely burnt out as I was serving drinks at night. And then I was waking up in the morning and train those exact same people. So clearly nobody was getting results. Um, 
at that point in time, I went to my father-in-law. He started a, um, uh, a real estate business. He was, he's been in real estate for 27 years now, uh, plus years now. And uh, so I went to him and I said, hey, I don't know if I'm going to like real estate, but I, I think it'd be a heck of a lot better than what I'm doing right now. So I was as green as green could be. I knew zero. Um, and then I just kind of got brought underneath his wing and and uh, just kind of did exactly what he said at the beginning. And now here we are, you know, uh, just over three years later. And now we have a fantastic family um, real estate buy and sell company and also a, a fantastic um, coaching and consulting company where we teach people exactly what we do and help them in the trenches. And now that's growing sig- significantly as we buy and sell property around the country with them. That's awesome. So tell me uh, real quick, the coaching consulting company is not specific to real estate people or it is? It is specific to real estate people. Yes. Okay. So we, okay. so we are like the guinea pigs. We have our uh, LLC that we buy and sell property in Southern New England. And then we teach people, we really link arms with them because we noticed there's a huge gap, especially in the real estate uh, coaching and consulting market where people were selling a heck of a lot of products but nobody was actually doing deals. So we created this program that was called uh, our associate program, which allows us to link arms with them, uh, help them uh, buy and sell property in their market. And then we'll split deals on the back end. So everyone creates that win-win, you know, uh, syncrasy and, you know, people are actually doing deals now, which is pretty amazing because as I'm I'm sure you know, Amanda, uh, implementation Mm -hmm. is the only way that you actually get things done. That's awesome. Okay. So that, that provides a lot of clarity for me. And you're so right. If you get online and listen to multiple podcasts or get online for websites for real estate, there's a ton of people out there that are pushing products and probably sell quite a lot of products, but then you don't see people actually following through or knowing really what to do. So it sounds like to me, you're creating a system where you get to, and I love your languaging because one of my pillars is win-win relationships. So you're really creating win-win relationships with people. So you hold their hand at the beginning, teach them what to do, and then they get to be successful while you also benefit. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we help people get transactions at the beginning, right? Just like in any business, you can relate this to any business. We teach them the tasks. We teach them how to, you know, do the day to day. And then as soon as they start acquiring properties and doing real estate transactions, then there's going to be growing pains. So we walk them to the growing pains, hiring and firing, starting with like your personal assistant and a virtual assistant. And then as you continue to grow to build and scale that business, uh, which we've had uh, many people build and scale past a million dollars now. Um, so, you know, that's, that's another transition. We can certainly talk about it's building and uh, building and scaling your business is uh is huge and if you have a mentor next to you while you're doing it uh then it makes things a heck of a lot easier yeah let's let's go there a little bit tell me some of the challenges that you had along the way of going from bartender to seven figure income what were some of the big challenges that you faced Uh, i mean mindset is is number one i do have a poster behind me i know this is just audio but it's a it's a goldfish and below the surface uh and you know, is, is the goldfish, but above the surface is a, a shark fin. So it says mindset is everything. Uh, it, it took a lot, a lot of, um, <laughs> a heck of a lot of change in mindset, uh, reading certain books. Um, journaling is another huge thing, but really just figuring out number one, who I am and where I want to go and then developing those habits in that mindset of somebody who I want to be in the future, which still definitely not there, but, um, you know, I'm working on it. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, I love this. I wish the listeners could see this poster. It's great. Mindset is everything. And it's so true to me. It's, you know, your whole inner reality shows up in your outer world. And if you don't have the mindset set to your success and knowing where you want to go, knowing where you are, you're going to be stuck. Um, and, uh, and teamwork. Teamwork is number one. Yeah. And huge. I know the rest of my family isn't on here, but, uh, you know, if Chris Prefontaine and Nick Prefontaine could be sitting next to me. Uh, that's the number one reason why I'm where I am today. It's, it, it's huge that if you have a right team around you, I mean, it's definitely not a solo effort at all. Yeah. Oh, especially to scale to a seven figure biz, I would imagine. I've heard, you know, there's a few people out there that can scale, pretty close to seven figures without a team, but it would be very challenging. And I think you'd be pretty exhausted. <laughs> yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, we talk about this all the time in, in real estate in general, you can muscle your way to a million dollars. doesn't mean yeah. it's going to be fun, but you can certainly do it. Now it's, it's building and scaling it the right way where you can be efficient and actually not be grinding, right? Like you were just talking about being terrible. I mean, making a million dollars or making at least a million dollars in revenue, I mean, can be fun or it can be awful. I mean, it just depends yeah. on how you build, build the team around you. Yeah. You know, that brings up something that I've been having a lot of discussions with people around me lately about, which is the joy factor in building your business. And, you know, for all the listeners out there, it's, you know, this, this podcast mostly aims to reach people who are building businesses. So there's this idea of like, I want to get there. I want to succeed. I want to push. I want to max my potential. Awesome. Those things are all great but are you enjoying it along the way? And how are, who are you bringing onto your team? And where is your mindset at? It sounds like you're really working on all of those to create and scale. I'm curious where you want to go. What, you know, what's your big long-term goal? Yeah. Um, so I'll first hit on the joy factor. I think as entrepreneurs in general, we go through this joy wave. It's like, we're, we're really happy. And then, you know, and then you go down, you know, as, as your business kind of, you know, has its ups and downs. Cause you know, when you're, when you're building and scaling your business, you have these little, you know, um, hills and valleys, it's just natural. So, uh, it's, and it's hard when business is pretty much, you know, an extension of you. It's like another one of your kids, uh, to, uh, to not allow that affect you. So, uh, the joy factor is fantastic when you're, when you're living those highs. Um, yeah, it, it's not all, it's not all sunshines and rainbows either. So, uh, um, <laughs> so then, true. uh, <laughs> to add on to that, uh, I mean, my long-term goal is uh, I want to be a, a well-known thought leader uh, in the, it could be in the industry, but definitely in, in coaching and consulting as uh, I'm huge on everything around that industry uh, with coaching and consulting. Um, I, I happen to be a part of real estate, which is fantastic and a, definitely a wealth builder. So if people aren't involved in real estate, I highly recommend you put it as your uh, definitely a side gig. And, and a way to develop wealth because I believe it's the uh, number one industry of building billionaires. So I would, I would suggest you always do that, but uh, I would say the coaching aspect and helping people grow and build and scale their businesses uh, is definitely where I find the most joy. Mm, I love that. You know, um, I think that's a really important conversation and thinking about ways to diversify as a person who's interested in building wealth real estate is a great way to create passive streams of income as well as coaching and consulting if you're doing online courses and things like that um so i think it's a very valuable piece of information for people who are listening if you work hour for hour dollar for dollar you're probably never going to be able to create 
long-term large amounts of wealth in the financial realm. And so I think that real estate is a really powerful way, just like you're saying, to create a billionaire status or a millionaire or high six-figure income earner. Um, what are what would you say are some of the, in terms of building your business over the long term, how do you coach people strategically to, let's say the listener is starting from zero and they're like, hey, I really want to start as a real estate investor. What are your recommendations? Yeah, I, just like anything, uh, real estate has many niches. So I would first mm -hmm. and foremost find a niche that fits your personality. I mean, you can buy and sell on terms is what we call it, uh, which is what we focus on. Um, you can wholesale, you can do long-term buy and holds, you can do remodels or, or flips. So I would find something that, that fits you. I personally love our niche because we don't use our own cash, credit, or sign personally. Um, so it's really leveraging ourselves without that much liability. Um, but once you find the niche you want, then I'd find a mentor just like anybody should, uh, cause you really have to put the blinders on and find someone who's doing what, what you want to do and is proving it. Um, and then I would follow them see what they have to say. And then from then on out, just, just put the blinders on for, I would say at least three years. Uh, because when you're building any type of business, you gotta, you gotta, you know, put the blinds on for at least three years because you're going to go through these learning curves. And what we've kind of seen in our business is it roughly takes someone about say 90 days to learn like the very basic, like we, we have scripts so of how to talk to people. So 90 days just to learn the basic scripts and then 90 days to 180 days is when you're actually bringing like legitimate leads in. So what I mean by a lead is, you know, some of you've had a, a nice conversation with a script uh, and have figured out that they may be a potential deal. Um, and then I would say from six months to a year, um, you're actually probably going to start doing some deals. So you can relate this to any business, but now you have good leads. Now you're, you're actually doing sales. And then from uh, one to three years, you're, you're starting to develop systems around those sales and now you can actually start scaling it. That's awesome. I love that map. And something I think that's so important to highlight in what you said, which is a gem of wisdom, is that building a business can be incredibly lucrative, but it takes time. You know, three years, a lot of people I think get into their own business and they think they couldn't be an overnight success because sometimes it's promoted that way. It's, I don't, I think really there's a lot, I don't tend to be drawn to the people that are like, Oh, let's get rich quick. Yet. I think that people have the idea that it's not going to take as long as it does three years in the grand scheme isn't that long, but it's also a daily practice of consistent effort. Um, something you said that, you know, so it's in three years you created a, was it within three years you created a seven figure or six figure? Uh, I'm sorry, seven figure coaching business or our so, real right, estate so yeah. Let's talk about both. So, both. Yeah. So, um, I mean, between, you know, my, my family team and I, yeah, we've, we reached our coaching business to, uh, seven figures last year. Okay. Um, and, and that was on our, your, on what year was that for that business? Just between three and four. Okay. Three and four. Years, three and four. So now we're at uh, year six. Okay. Uh, for awesome. our coaching business, year six. And we're approaching, uh, we're starting to get into the two and three, $4 million range. Um, That's and then for the real estate business, uh, it, it sits right about uh, between a half a million and like 1.2 as far as holding net, net okay. profits. That's coming. 
over that period of time. Right. And to me, that's just, there's so much there in thinking about when you start a business and how long it takes to grow. But putting, I think the way you termed it was putting your blinders on. Tell me a little bit more about what that means to you. Cause I, I think I know, but I want to hear what that means to you. Yeah. It means that us being entrepreneurs, we got to get rid of the shiny object syndrome that we have. So you got to find something that you're going to focus on and, and don't listen to every other opinion that's out there. If you <laughs> truly believe that this mentor or this coaching program or whatever is, is going to get you to the next level, then, um, then you got to follow it. You can't, you can't start looking at other places. You can't start over committing in, in different aspects. Just put, put both feet in. Okay. That's awesome. Because I think that that happens to a lot of people, especially people who are high achievers, we can take on a lot. And so it's like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And the shiny object syndrome is such a great term for that. Instead of just focusing in on something and going, okay, I'm going to give this three years and I'm going to work at it daily and consistently. And I'm going to find mentors to help me scale my business. Then you can have success. But if you start in and go, oh, I expect something in 90 days and you don't see results and then you switch to something else and you switch to something else, it's going to take you a lot longer if you ever get where you want to go. Oh, I 100% agree. And, and I just use three years as like a, the very least yeah. uh, to focus on. And if, and, uh, if not, then fail fast and, and move on. But um, yeah. I think if you spend at least three years at anything, you can at least get profits out of it. But you got to think about just like the the get rich quick stuff, which is like franchises. Um, that takes you at least six to seven years before you even break even or, or get a profit on most of them. Yeah. Um, so the fact if you're spending money on coaching, you're spending money on your business, um, and if you start seeing a profit before then, then you've created something real special. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, I want to ask you a little bit more about your beginning point. When you decided to leave, you said you left the bartending and you were like, hey, you knew that your father-in-law had a successful real estate company and you had this idea to collaborate. You didn't know if you were going to like it. Did you just take the leap or did you transition out? How did you do that process? Yeah, so uh, I just added something else in for a little bit. So I didn't just like, it, it happened very quickly compared to, you know, most, most people leaving their jobs. Uh, I mean, I was 20, 24 at the time or 25 mm -hmm. at the time, right in between there. So, I mean, it's not like I had a heck of a lot to lose. Um, it was risky in my mind just because I had no idea what the heck I was doing, but, yeah. um, so I just started making phone calls and this is what we teach our, our people to that first come into real estate. I was just making phone calls in between my other jobs. So, you know, I'd, I'd be working at night and then I'd personal train in the morning. And then the afternoon after I took my nap, I would make like an hour or two worth of phone calls, starting to build up my hopper of leads um, and get better at my scripts. And then that took me about like three or probably about three months. And then I left and went full time April three years ago. Okay. That's incredible. And that's, I love this uh, transition process. Um, it, for the listeners out there, if you want to hear more about that, uh, Tiffany Carter and I on episode, I believe it's number three. Yes. Number three, talk a little bit about this process and strategy that she calls the straddling technique or straddling yeah. strategy <laughs> and thinking about how instead of just jumping off the cliff and going straight into something new, where then you have this kind of desperate energy and mm. fear-based draw to new people, 
it makes sense to stick with what you're doing and hustle on the side. So it sounds like you took it on where you're like, okay, I know this can be successful. I'm going to get it, give it a little bit of time, but I have income from my bartending while I'm building this new thing and developing skills in a new direction. So it sounds very wise. Yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. And we teach this to a lot of our, the people that we work with because a lot of a lot of students that come to us want to eventually get out of kind of the corporate rat race and are looking to become real estate full time because they're kind yeah. of they're seeking that freedom. They're seeking becoming an, uh, a new entrepreneur. So we definitely always put together a strategy with them where, OK, what are you going to have to make each month in order to get uh, your break even? What are you going to need? You know, what do you want to make where you feel comfortable? How much are you going to need to set aside? Uh, and then we'll 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 set up a, a definitely a particular strategy where okay if you hit these things these numbers uh, let's go out like six months and then around that six month period then let's start transitioning out um, because it the straddling technique it definitely works um, and then eventually you just got to realize that there's like so much exponential growth that you can make once you eliminate you know the the thing that's holding you back so it's yeah it's definitely a, a balancing act where it's like okay. I feel uncomfortable, but you know, if, if I make that leap now, uh, I'm going to exponentially grow. So yeah, it's, it's a yeah. give and take. Oh, totally. And I love what you're saying. It's like that there's that perfect balancing point and there's a lot of fears that come up at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Oh boy, here we go. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my dream and I'm not a hundred percent certain it's going to work, but I want to do it anyway because you know that it's the path you want to take because it's more in alignment with your highest values and drives and and what the way that you want to do something different in the world um and then of course be paid well to do it um yeah. I, I want to know what's your biggest what was your biggest fear when you started this process uh i think i mean i think it comes down to like a deep-rooted fear of like probably inadequacy right like yeah uh, am i actually able to do this am i going to be able to succeed at this yeah um, but that I mean, as soon as you start to fall into the rhythm of anything, I think that's always like all, all of our initial fears. And I think that's one of our initial problems just as humans in general is we never think we're good enough or we never think we're as good as the rest of the world kind of sees us. So yeah, uh, yeah the inadequacy would definitely be my number one fear. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Like the, the self-doubt and inadequacy, that, that's awesome. Um, did you notice yourself hitting any ceilings along the way? Like you would hit a certain point in income and then you would have a new fear or were you able to break through that pretty quickly? How, how did that process look for you? Because I know in wealth building, a lot of people have a set thermostat. Harvecker talks about this, right? Like the set, the, the thermostat where you get to a certain level of income and then all of a sudden, you either sabotage or you get stuck and you plateau. Did you experience that? Did you not? Oh, of course I did. Um, I'd be <laughs> crazy to say I did it, especially because I come from a, a single mother uh, that we don't come from. I come from a loving family, but not not for money. So I uh -huh. have so many paradigms associated around wealth. So uh, yeah. there's a constant battle that I'm constantly working on. If I didn't have those, I'd probably be a billionaire by now. But I like to you know, self-sabotage myself just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, and that definitely the number one thing that or one of the top things I work on all the time. I'm, I'm a huge Bob Proctor fan. So yeah, I know I they're he's great. Secret. Uh, and, uh, and Joe Vitale, which we were uh, grateful enough to have Joe Vitale spoke at our last event uh, that we just hosted. So I've been able to do it and actually make a product with them, which was a heck of a lot of fun. That's great. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. You'll have to do something you know, with Bob, uh, Bob Proctor soon. 
That would be fantastic if he's listening. Then Bob, <laughs> it's a great yeah, goal for you. You know, you can uh, you can print out a picture and like put him next to you and just start talking to him as a mastermind. Oh, that's a great idea. Just have a nice picture of Bob Proctor next to me. <laughs> you know, it actually works really well. It's um in a in a Think and Grow Rich. He talks mm. about creating a mastermind. I think it was in that book. It might it is. Have been a different one I read, but he, I mean, I know he talks about masterminds, but I can't remember if he was the one that talks about actually meditating as if it were real, even if they're not there. It's, yeah. It's with, he had like all of like Abraham Lincoln and a couple yeah. other people that were passed away that yeah. he would talk. To. Yeah. No, totally. I, I know so you, you can start one with Bob Proctor. Yeah. I'd love to. He's um, great. He's got he's really listening. valuable content. Um, my, my name meant, that didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> my main mentor is uh, John Demartini. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, but big on wealth building and thinking about strategies to overcome your blocks that are holding you back. And um, yeah, I love I love your openness about being afraid and having those, you know, having to break through those different levels and how you might be a billionaire already if you didn't have those. Set <laughs> um, yeah, I would yeah. like to think so. <laughs> say that again so i'd like to think so yeah well there you can be it's, one day yeah you will you will be um let me think what what else is there anything coming to mind for you that you'd really love to share with an audience of people who are like wow that's powerful that's a big story to go from bartender in three years creating a very very lucrative business that you enjoy what what would your main three habits be that you think got you where you are today? Um, I know this is going to sound extremely simple, uh, but uh, reading, number one, uh, nice. I have a, a goal to, and this isn't even that much, but I have a goal to listen to one Audible a month and read one book a month. Okay. Um, but I came from like, you know, I was like a D, F, sometimes C, maybe it was art class or history class because I liked history, a student in high school. Um, so to read was, is, uh, is a big thing for me, which now I, I read as often as possible. Nice. So that was big. always expanding the, and growing further. Cause you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Uh, and perspective certainly help you. Uh, journaling was huge, uh, because you know, I'd come, uh, a family that doesn't show their emotions as much, um, as well. So just kind of getting a lot of things out of my chest. Plus, uh, you know, my, my father makes, makes fun of me all the time for this is I, I'm definitely a big visionary. So I have these ideas like 24 seven and I'm always trying to implement like 30 things at one time. So, uh, journaling and then putting them in, in the correct order of when they should be implemented. Nice. Um, and then the one thing that just keeps me sane is, uh, is working out, uh, at least four or five times a week as that releases my energy, but it also, uh, gives me more energy in order to, to take on these days because, having multiple businesses uh, with the team, I mean, they become long days. Uh, so, you know, 12 hour days, some days. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot. So you got to obviously eat well and, and work out in order to sustain that energy. And, and also who said it, uh, Chris Voss was just recently on our podcast. And he said that if you are in a, if you're happy, you're actually 75% more creative. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a positive, happy mood, you're 75% more creative. So, uh, just being in a, in a, in a more positive attitude, you know, allows us to, to make bigger and better changes. I love those. Um, I, 
It's so interesting because my number one max potential habit that I always tell people is to practice personal growth and development and through reading obviously is one of those big ones. And, you know, for me, um, I don't know how much you know about my background story, but I started out on food stamps, although I'm a doctor and I was in grad school, I did not have the money world mastered clearly. (laughs) And I really didn't know that money was a skill that you could learn to become wealthy. And once I got that, I was like, Oh, I need to start reading books about wealth. So for me, I, my goal is I read a book a week. And I really highly value how powerful words can be and how you can read one gem of wisdom from one book that completely alters your reality. And I think it's a very, very powerful habit. And it's so cool. One of the reasons I love podcasts is because it's free knowledge on the go. So it's like right now you and I get to share our journey with the world in a free way that they can do it while they're cleaning the dishes or on a run or any of those things. And it's like, it's to me, it's tied to reading, you know, you just go, wow, I can really transform my life for very low cost, free with podcasts, free with YouTube. And then, you know, books are very cheap. And then someone said to me, I think I said this on another podcast, but it always cracks me up. Someone, I was at an event and someone said books are such an awesome way to spread knowledge because you get to go to bed with people every night. (laughs) I was laughing because I thought it's so hilarious because, you know, people read it in bed and they have it on their nightstand and you get to spend eight to 10 hours with a person helping them grow. So love it. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, I said, I love it. Um, actually, a, a student of mine, he's actually, he's young, a student of ours. He, he's really young. He's like 22 years old and he's one of our uh, associates. I definitely comes from a, a smarter family, uh, meaning like they, they've taught him some, some great habits. Uh, and he said that the internet nowadays allows you to do, uh, to do so much growth between, like you said, YouTube, uh, audibles, things like that, that it far, if you use it as a correct tool, it'll far uh, it, uh, allow you to exceed compared to the person that uses it as a bad tool, like yeah. just for being busy, totally. um, you know, watching video games and, and, uh, and, and stupid videos. Instead, if you can educate yourself in the same amount of time, you can just imagine the exponential growth that you have over that one person. Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's a resource with unlimited potential, depending on how you use it. So great. Um, I want to ask you, you were, when you were talking about journaling, which is another habit that I really highly value and tell all of my clients to do because it's so powerful in thinking about prioritization, which is what I think you were talking about in terms of getting things in the correct order. And when you have 30 things on your list, is that the main way you use journaling? Um, you also said show emotions. So tell us like, what does your journaling look like? What, what do you do with your journal? Yeah. I mean, typically on like a, a, a morning basis, Uh, I usually like get to the office and the first thing I'll do is I'll just whip up my journal. So I'll I'll go to the gym and then I'll come here. Uh, And it's usually just whatever's on my mind. It could be ideas. Uh, I always get ideas like when I'm at the gym or in the shower or or one of those when you're in the, uh, your subconscious is starting to wake up. So um, it could be ideas. It could just be things that happened yesterday, lessons learned uh, or some action items. Um, so I just use it to just get down anything that I possibly can write. And, and some days it's literally, it could be talking about my, uh, what happened in my day and my emotions, or it could be talking about, you know, my, my son and what he just most recently did. He's like 18 months. So something new every single day. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing in particular, but you know, okay. and then I'll, I'll take, um, like 
these yellow notes, um, the, well, those sticky notes, and then anything that was like important that I want to revisit, I'll sticky note inside it with a note, so I'll know to go back into my journal. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so some of these days are just like what I did, and other days are important, important things I need to go back to, and that way I let myself know about that as well. That's great. One thing I want to highlight for everyone that's listening is that I think people get stuck sometimes with uh, it's almost resistance to journaling. And yet every successful person I know journals. So I want to highlight for all of you here, Zach, very powerful business person who journals on a consistent basis, doesn't use a specific format and just does it to brain dump, brainstorm, get organized, share his own feelings and thoughts, memories. So, you know, there's no right way to do it, but do it because successful people journal. So I want to highlight that for all the listeners. And then working out, uh, I've been an avid worker outer since I was probably 12 years old. Similarly for me, it creates my creative space. You know, I have a lot of good ideas when I'm working out. I feel like I would be a really angry person. <laughs> or I, just, I, I get off. Like I, if I don't work out for a couple days, my whole family's like, go work out, mom. <laughs> you need to go work out. So I think it's, I think also for entrepreneurs, like you're saying, you know, those 12 hour days, you've got to have sustained energy and mental clarity. If you don't put the time in to take care of your body, you're going to fall apart and you're not going to feel that good doing it in your physical body. And I imagine it sounds like you do, um, you said at your last event, so you probably do, do you do intensives or what are, what are those look like? Yeah. So we have a, an event in September, which is kind of more, uh, like it's a much bigger event, not as nook and cranny, not as deep diving, um, uh-huh. but really good place where we, we also have a mastermind attached to it with all of our associates who we work with. So uh, cool. that's a two day event with the mastermind day. Okay. And then in the, in April, which we just came off of uh, what we call our business scaling secrets event. That's where we dive into the business uh, much more deeper. It's a smaller group. So if it's like 150 people at our, what we call our QLS live, so our quantum leap system live, uh-huh. uh, then about 50 people at our business scaling secrets event. Okay. Uh, so about third tends to be people that are a heck of a lot more serious and have been in our program for a while. Okay. And I, I, and the reason I was thinking that workout part, it's, I know people who do intensives and events, it is a lot of energy to maintain the stamina for those events. You're putting on a very energy needing production. You know, your, your body needs to be sound, your mind needs to be sound. And I think exercise is just a beautiful way to stay on top of your game and shape your mindset in the direction that you need it to be shaped in order to create a successful, thriving, long-term business. So, you know, I, I, love that, I love that you said, when I asked you, you said, well, these seem so obvious, but the truth is a lot of people that are listening need to hear exactly what you're saying, because it's this thing of like, we might know these practices, but do you implement them? So something that Zach, for all of you listening, Zach and I, before the show, we're talking about implementation and how important it is to implement what you're learning. Or maybe we talked about that at the beginning too. It's, it's blending together for me now, but it's like implementing what you're learning. So let's recap real quick. Zach's three main habits, reading, journaling, working out. Okay. Implement those today. All of you can do every single one of those today if you want to grow your business. So, um, I don't want to keep everyone too long. So let's wrap up with you sharing for those of you interested who are listening. Zach has incredible programs and offerings 
I'll include all of his information in the show notes. But tell us the best places to reach you and highlight a product or offering that you want to share with the audience. Sure. So uh, if you guys are interested in diving into more about how my family buys and sells real estate and kind of our background uh, as well, I would uh, be more than happy to give away our free Amazon bestselling book. It's called Real Estate on Your Terms. Uh, my father-in-law's name will be on that. So don't be surprised. His name's Chris Prefontaine. Uh, so don't be surprised. Uh, you can get that at freesrecbook.com. That's www.freesmart.com realestatecoachbook.com. Absolutely free. No shipping, no handling, none of that. We'll take care of it. All you got to do is give us your address. Uh, and then if you guys have questions just on like coaching and consulting um, and have questions about that or habits, you can email me. Uh, it's Zach, Z-A-C-H at smartrealestatecoach.com. Again, Z-A-C-H at smartrealestatecoach.com. Awesome. And remind me, I know we found each other on Instagram, but is it, what's your handle on Instagram? I think it's that underscore uh, Zachary Beach. Is that the, okay. is that what it's called? Underline, whatever the heck that yeah. thing is. Yeah. I think, yes. Underscore. Yep. Yeah. Cause somebody took my name. Like I don't get it, but apparently <laughs> I'm late to the program. So I had to put that little underscore yeah. thing. Yeah. Zachary. That funny. And on your website, what's your website? Is it uh, smartrealestatecoach.com? Yep. Okay, perfect. And I will add all of this to the show notes for everyone. Um, oh, and I see on here, I'll have that posted. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Um, I would just say if, if you're, as we were talking about earlier, if you, if you really, you're sitting on a fence, um, you know, <laughs> there's no better day to get started with whatever dreams you're trying to accomplish. So uh, we love the saying here, just take action, uh, make a mess. And then figure it out later, but you have to start. So I just suggest you, you, if you heard me today, just go out there and take your very, very first step. It could be the smallest baby step in the world, but just take it and you will not be sorry that you did so. Awesome. Great advice. All right. For those of you listening, I will be back next week with another Max Potential Habits podcast. I hope you all have a NFA day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you're liking this podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. This will help me help more people max their potential to thrive. If you want to be a part of the Max Potential Habits community, go to nfacoaching.com where you can get my free drive roadmap that will teach you the six steps I took to go from food stamps to six figures in only three years. And you can also find out how to join my live weekly online training that happens every Monday with other NFA Max Potential Habits business builders who are driven to succeed. Until next time, I hope you have a NFA day where you thrive and feel alive.